In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of professional wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Nobody is ready for Vincent K. Fabe. Right, that's as good as I got. It's it's a weak Oscar impression. So, <laughs> also joined by our brother from up north, JLB. What's going on? I am good. I am good. I got the best intros. I got the best deals. I got the best masks. I got the best sanitizer. This is how it is, and this is how it gets done. I am also your fantasy, but this is not what we're talking about. We are talking about our wrestling booking fantasies. So I'm good, guys. I'm good. I can't complain. Thank you for the heavily narcissistic intro. God, everybody loves that. Yeah. Isn't that He's very words. I got the, the best words. words. All the best oh, words. All of them. Just a reminder. The ones Ra- I can't pronounce, I got them. Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So make sure to check out the other shows on the network. You can go over to tatnusco.com and click on network and check them out. And then come back here when you're done. Because we like having you guys around. Yep. If you are new to this particular show, the Fantasy Booking Institute is simple. We take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so the answers are entirely made up on the spot. Uh, Before we do get into it, though, I would like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Also, head on over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu to support us there and get access to sweet perks like our Discord server commercial-free episodes, voting for classic pay-per-view reviews. The voting is still open for this month, but it'll be closing soon. Mm. Monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to be invited on this very show to challenge us with your own fantasy booking scenario. So, a lot of good stuff there. Easy way to support us on patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu. Bam! Just like that. Boom! So we will get straight into the fantasy booking, and um... Mine's a pretty big one, so I don't know if you guys want me to go first or you want me to go go later. Um, I'll go first because I want you to hold yours to last. I think yours is a lot of fun, probably. So Yes. My, I mine don't know what it is, but as fun as last week's was, I want yours to go I feel last. Like you know what it is. I feel like you know what it is. Oh, last week he, he went first, and it was epically better than mine um this week mine's pretty good though i mean i can go first if you want or you can go first nope nope you know me i never go first i mean other than with the ladies oh (laughs) kind of true but well played (laughs) kind of true well played um all right i'll go first so um ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages WBU proud or I'm sorry, Raw and Order proudly brings to you its FBI sh- challenge of the evening. Maybe not of the evening. I don't know. Anyway, um, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Rate it. So you have to rate this, and this is a rating challenge. You're gonna rate ten, the ten best 
um, protected moves in sports entertainment today. And I say today because at one point you could have said the jackknife, uh, which you really couldn't say because there was a powerbomb at the exact same time and thus making it not really all that protected. Yes, I know there was a mild difference, but um, these are protected moves, i.e. Um, not the spear, um, i.e. The F5, as an example. The 10 best, right now, best protected moves. Hmm. Um, and hold on, though, because... Yeah. <laughs> just, and I will. Um, but I'm just out of curious here. So technically, so people... Moves that haven't been used because they're being so kind of protected, so like the stunner wouldn't count because Owens uses uses it now? Is that what you're referring to? Well, I, I you could say that Owens, because Owens is the only one that's using it, because... But I, I, would, I would attest that, like... I would argue with the stunner in that because even though he's the only one using it, technically the eclipse by Ember Moon is a stunner. Well, and yeah. and even that, it's uh, I would say that the stunner's not all that protected right now because a lot of people still kick out from it. So yeah. and that's where well, it protected doesn't have to be moves. something you can't kick out of, but very very exclusive. Uh-huh. Um, the 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 example, so like Tegan Knox is shiniest wizard wizard, which is a really great move. It's just a wizard, so it doesn't you know it doesn't fit in that category. Well, are, now are we doing ten each, or are we round robining it and and ten each? Ten each. This, okay. this is pretty easy. I mean, there's enough moves out there. Jericho has four that nobody else uses. Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, I guess if you wanted to say that that uh, the walls of Jericho, what's that? Except Oscar, because Oscar uses the code breaker all the time. Oscar uses the elbow, which they're saying is a back fist, but it's pretty much an elbow uh and i've noticed that oscar using that on raw several times same thing i think she even used them on extreme rules Perfect. so so if if smart brings one of those up call him out on it all right fair enough <laughs> um now i i would argue that oscar's uh spinning back fist is very different than the judas elbow myself per- personally um oh. And if going by the qualification of uh, not kicking out of it or rarely kicking out of it is at least something to talk about, then the Judas Elbow yeah. is something to at least bring out. Because so far, nobody has kicked out after the Judas Elbow. However, again, it is just a spinning back elbow, but it's about his setup is is kind of the thing. with. It's not on my list of 10, though. I just wanted to point out because it really was a a uh, very protected finisher just in sure. general but it hasn't been around long enough in my opinion um and i don't know it's not cool enough so um now there is another side of protected that i think you were hinting at which is the exclusivity side of it right um that you you can have a wrestler who people kick out of the finish occasionally but he's the only person who does that finish and a and, really good example of that would be like the chiropractor by Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so from those, I would say um, it's kind of tough here. Well, okay, Finn Balor's coup de gras. Uh, it's very protected. He's the only one who truly does it. There are other people who do jumping stomps, but he's the only one who does top top rope person. You know, lying down there, jump 
double leg stomp. So I think it's protected because he's the only one who does it. And whenever he hits it, if he makes the pin, it's the, the finish, right? There have been times he's hit the, the coup de grace, but not been able to make a pin for whatever reason. Someone else seals the pin from him or he gets pulled out of the ring or whatever. So I would argue that that's one uh, okay. that's um, very protected. Uh, the figure eight for Charlotte, um, because- I feel like people, I should have a pen and paper out, hold on. Because people going. rarely, rarely get out of the figure eight truly. And she's the only person who, as far as I know, she's the only person who does the full figure eight. A, a ton of people do the figure fours, um, right. but she's the only one uh, that I've seen that does the figure eight. So I would argue that uh, that's number two. Um, so that's the, first, second place is what you're saying. Um, am I supposed to be putting these in in order, or am I just well? Doing we can it? write them down, and you can order them afterward if you want. Yeah, I might have to put them in order afterwards because I'm kind of doing stream of consciousness. Um, and, and thinking here, um, uh, the one winged angel. Yeah, I knew that was coming. In fact, that may be the number one overall, because as far as I know, no one's ever kicked out of it. And he's the only, uh, Omega's the only person who does that particular move. So, Very true. um, so that's, that's potentially up there. So that puts me at three. Um, Trying to think. Um, oh, I, I got one. This is going to be one that's going to be kind of off, off the um, maybe, maybe not a common one that people bring up. Uh, end of days. Yeah. Very good. Excellent yeah. choice. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know very many people who've ever kicked out of that, and Baron Corbin's the only one allowed to do that. Um, He's also, as far as I know, the only one who uh, ever really does the deep six. So he might technically have two protected finishers, but he doesn't use the deep six as a finisher. So it's more of a get out of get out of a clothesline potential thing situation. Uh, I'm trying to think here. That puts me at four, right? Yep. Um, I'm making my list. I hope you don't say any of mine. (laughs) Well, if he says it, it's fine. You might rank them different. Yeah, that's true. Um, Kinshasa, maybe. Good choice. I'll give you that. It's it's a wizard, but it's uh it definitely he doesn't leave the ground for it, and yeah. so it's different enough. I'll give it to you. Um, so I I would say that the Kinshasa's one there. Um, geez, that puts me at five. So I still need five more. This is where I'm kind of running to. What else? Um. Because, like, there's part of me that I, I just think, like, technically the Kokina Clutch is a, a finisher. It's a sleeper. But it's a sleeper. And Shayna Baszler's Kirifuda Clutch is almost the same identical. Damn thing. You know? So. Yep. Um, it's like, it's, uh, arm bar doesn't count either. Because, uh-huh. you know, there's 647 versions of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Arm bar. <laughs> <laughs> arm bar. Same thing with like super kick. Yes, there are people yeah. who use it as a finisher, but this most definitely is not. But it, it's uh, not protected. Uh, and um, so, you know, by the same token, I can't say sweet chin music because it's just a super. Yeah, so. but at the same time, really only Dolph Ziggler uses it 
and well, Dolph Ziggler uses it in the way that Shawn, whereas KO uses it more as a super kick. He doesn't use it as a finisher. He just uses it as just as, as like a move. Same thing with Seth. Seth and KO use it that way. But Dolph uses it more as like a a signature finisher. Not and, not exclusively protected, but it's still. And the Young Bucks use it thirty thousand times each match. Yes, yeah. true. And true. so do the Lucha Bros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of people use it. Um, super kick, super kick is out, and any version of it is out. If we um, were doing this list in nineteen ninety five, way to slay it, bud. Sweet chin music, good job. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> and so this is current. So. If you wanted to use the sharpshooter by Natty, you're more than welcome to. Uh, no, no. I'm just trying to decide because he's not officially retired, but he's also not actively wrestling. I'll open it. Triple H's pedigree. Oh, uh, is it protected? <laughs> Seth Rollins. Yeah, but Seth Rollins did it under the direct direction of Permission Triple H. Of, okay, Permission. so we'll give you a pedigree. Um, but he also doesn't do it very often. He only breaks it out every once in a while. Yeah. Triple H still uses I figured, it. I figured if you were talking anything that Seth Rollins does, I thought he'd use the stomp. I really did. I've debated on the stomp because it is um, fairly protected because uh, he's the only one who really uses it. Although, you know, um, Ray used it on him at... Yeah, the horror show and extreme rules. It was it was in defiance of. Mm-hmm. Seth, um, so. so it's it's maybe on the list, but I think I'm at six right now, right? Yes. So I I just don't know if I'm putting it like up on the list. I am really surprised. You have a T-shirt that you own that I thought for sure would be on this list. Well, yeah, and I now that you say that, I know which one you're talking about, and I'll probably put it on the list. Yes, um, I'm I'm really just kind of going going stream of consciousness, so that's uh, uh, kind of coming up to me here. Um, I had one, and now I can't remember it. I was gonna say it, and then I was like, okay. Um, so, and I don't think I don't. So, like the, the oh, go ahead. Uh, this one is very topical because he recently brought it back. The punt. I'll give you that. He's and he's really the only guy that's ever done it. He's really the only guy who's ever done it, and, and they're more effective, at least kayfabe, than the stomp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Because the way they set up the the punt, people don't get up from it at all. Yeah, like it's it's yep. the whole it ends point their of his legend kinger killer. Yeah. Um, so that puts me at seven. So I'll go ahead and stick the Claymore on there now because I know that's the one you were hinting at. Um, so Claymore okay. puts me at eight. Um, I don't know if I think that one's protected, but I'm going to hold on to kind of scrolling through. Sadly, Superman Punch is protected, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, 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 that's true. Hey, Orange Cassidy does it. Superman Punch? Yeah, yeah, he it's, does. It's oh, his see, there we go. At least it's somebody that would be enjoyable to watch do it. Um, I just don't know if that one counts. God, that's like a metaphorical it. statement. Having that be orange, having it be the lazy guy's finisher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, it's so valid though, because it <laughs> it's, it's really it's solid finished. metaphorical statement. Really solid. So, um. So that puts me at what eight, right? Yep. 
Two more. Two more. Um, a lot of WWE here. Yeah. And one woman's move. Yeah. But I guess you can't really like use the backstabber. Or... Hmm. I don't. I I would suggest that Becky Lynch's disarmor is different than the cross arm bar, like than than Ronda Rousey's arm bar, you know, submission, um, which gets used by a lot of people, but. Uh, this armor is, I think, in a cl- class of its own. Yeah, but you know, from from a from a protected standpoint, you could make an ar- argument that um, Twisted Bliss is uh, the most protected finisher in WWE women's wrestling. But it's also just it's just a cross body, you know. So that's where I'm like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, and and theoretically, uh, Timothy Thatcher's armbar is is a disarmor instead of it being between the legs. He's just leaning back, and I can't remember what the name of that move is actually called. But yeah. But that's what, like, I I'm thinking of like the label lock for Daniel Bryan, but it's it's just a variation on a on a. It's another version of an STF. Yeah, STF. Or, Crossface. Crossface. Yeah. And so I'm like, and I'm also, I'm just not 100% certain it's, uh, it's a best. A best or even super protected. So I'm yeah. like, um, but like, you know, part of me is thinking, um, I wonder if there's an awesome finisher that you would like that's protected. Yeah. I just don't know if I'd put it on the list. It, it, it's tough to put it on a best list. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, there's another but, one there too that's associated with that guy that I would that me myself I would have on this list. But I'm thinking just trying to make some suggestions for you, but yeah, like and I there's part of me that's wondering, you know, Kenta is still wrestling in New Japan and considering he actually was doing the GTS before CM Punk and he's probably he's well the go to kick is that a version of the GTS? Kind of. Not I would really, argue. I would it's argue that knee, it's, it's a kick. Not. It's a kick. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's an inherent change to it. So, um, but you know, along the same, like, I'm one of the ones that I'm debating on is uh, Alistair Black's. Um, oh, Black, Black Mass. Mass. Uh, yeah. It it is a spinning roundhouse kick, but everybody else's goes to the gut, mm-hmm. and his goes to the jaw. That, well, I would. It's I would also, authorize that. It's also. Well, doesn't Luchasaurus do that? Doesn't who? Luchasaurus do that? Um, his so tall. the tail whip. <laughs> I believe they rotate different directions. The oh, GTS oh. comes through as a heel kick, and the tail whip for black Luchasaurus. Mask, not GTS. Black mask. Excuse me. The black mask comes through as a heel, heel first kick, and okay. I believe the tail whip is foot first. If I'm correct, I might be wrong. I'm trying to remember it, but um, but yeah, I would call, give it to you either way. So we'll go ahead and put that black mass on there. Um, okay. I'm just trying to think. I also am surprised that you haven't mentioned a certain uh, uh, wrestler's suplex into the straight into the knees to the back, which is probably one of the coolest finishers in the world. You, I you, can't remember what it's called. You mean a, a certain uh, Roderick Strong's finisher? No. Um, oh. Or Cedric Alexander's Cedric Alexander's lumbar check. Yeah, the lumbar check. The the lumbar Which check's phenomenal. Really cool. Really cool. But um, God, I'm just trying to think because, like you said, it's been He's fairly got one left. it's been fairly WWE heavy. 
and I'm I'm trying to think if there's if there's a, a wrestler outside of WWE that has a finisher that's as protected as any of these other ones. Britt Baker. Yeah, it's but hers it's really just another crossface that you add in a mandible claw to it. Um, okay. And that's why I'm just kind of trying to think here. Um, in terms of finishers. There is, there, there's got to be a couple tag team finishers that are pretty cool that you can maybe throw on there too. Because you've also done singles singles finishers. I'm trying to think of... of... Well, one of them in terms of tag team that I think is super protected in terms of people don't take kick out of it right now but it's also kind of not protected because um they're at least the second tag team to do it um and that's the undisputed errors uh high low who's the first tag team to do it and that's what i'm trying to remember that's a great move. It is a it is a phenomenal move. But I know I remember they took it. It was it was like literally back back in the eighties, um, eighties well, and nineties. But, but it's not being actively used. So high low is acceptable because nobody else is actively. Yeah, because that's what I'm just I, like I'm I'm trying I'm literally going through the AEW roster and trying to see if there's someone who's finisher. It's Brian Cage's finisher. Um. Oh, what does he call it? It's it's um, it's a version of the Steiner screwdriver. Oh, that's right. Yep, that which makes it not protected. Yeah. Well, yeah, except for he's the only one that does it. He, I don't even right think, now. Yeah. I don't even think Steiner does it right now. Um, also, a pretty cool move, but uh, I, don't, I like the idea of, of a tag team one being on here, and I think you picked a really good one there. Which one did you pick? Yeah, he um, yet, but he said high low. Called? The total elimination is what they are, the high low. Um, but, put that on there or no? I yeah, mean, let's go ahead and put it on there. You're walking away from F5, you're walking away from, from Skull Crushing Finality, you're walking, you're really walking away from Starship Pain, which I'm, I am heartbroken about, I, just so you know. I did debate on that, but, uh, but because I knew that's who you're hinting at when you were talking about Miz adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love that move. So yeah, so so just so There's you some know, I wouldn't have on here, but I, I I'm not in, unimpressed with your list. So 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 you know the the high low the total elimination was actually originally created uh, in ECW by a team called the Eliminators, which consisted of Perry Saturn and Cronus. Oh, cool, mm, nice. And so they created that move, the total elimination. Which um, now in NXT, uh, Undisputed Era calls the high low. Um, so, okay, so of my list, uh, One Winged Angel is number one. Obviously. Um, I would argue right now uh, the Claymore is number two in terms of most protected. Um, high low, maybe three. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone kick out of it in NXT. It's one of those where if they hit it, they're winning. Um, what do I have left here? You have Coup de Gras, Figure Eight, End of Days, Kinshasa, Pedigree, Punt, and Black Mass left. Um, we're going to put uh, Punt, um, Figure Eight, Black Mass. Um, Pedigree is going to be the last one on my list. So Coup de Gras, End of Days, Kinshasa for number seven. So, um, seven's going to be end of days. 
Eight, Kinshasa. Nine, Coup de Gras. Really? I didn't figure you'd have Coup de Gras that low. Ten, pedigree. Okay. Hmm, cool. Now I'm really, because Justin's had a chance to hear your list, he's also had a chance to hear me suggest some. I'm really excited to hear, JLB, what, what you got All right. for us. So, right off the bat, uh, in terms of tag teams, this is not an order. In terms of tag teams, uh, I'm going with the 3D, because no one has technically done the 3D like Active the wrestling. Uh, that's active that's wrestling. where it's tough, because you mentioned active, because, yeah, I thought about things like that. Um, or... Or the um, uh, um, um, and also have the clip line from hell, which I guess I could give to technically what's his face, uh, um, cowboy there, uh, Hangman Page. That's it. JBL. Hangman Page. Oh, but JBL is not an active wrestler, right? So, yes. but yeah, I think so JBL. Is line but from if you, you're giving the buckshot to to buckshot yeah, Lariat. No one else. Doesn't nobody North else America. jumps off the top rope for it, so that's fine. Um, I'm going with okay, Styles Clash technically because although that it's yeah. a great one, it's very protected. I should have should have done that one, but it's Tombstone. Who's using the Tombstone right now? Oh, come on! The Taker was an active wrestler until a month ago, mm. but but it's not a month ago. Uh, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I got. I got. I got to play a trump card on that one because it's so easy to chase. Sister I mean, it's easy Abigail? to say Bret Hart sharpshooter. You know, like Sister Abigail. I don't. I, I like it. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. I don't see anyone uh, doing that at all. Um, well, there's a version of it, but he springs it, throws him into the ropes first. Or no, he sets it up like it, and then he does the lariat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, nope. Nope. There's only one person doing the actual Sister Abigail. Yep. Um, so Jericho's Judas effect would technically have to be there because no one's doing a spinning elbow and winning. Uh, I have to go with uh, Jericho. I do. I thought of it and I don't want to use it because you had mentioned it. Um, but the Miz is, um, ah, Jesus. You can uh, use it if you want, but it's okay. I'm using it because honestly, no one's goal crushing finale crushing finale no one uses it and generally anytime he does use it he ends up winning he does his yes kicks first which is still from daniel bryan but then he ultimately leads up to the uh, skull crushing finale so um yeah generally no one can Just shadow that finale wrong no, but that's okay nobody uses it because it's shitty i mean valid it wow. doesn't have uh <laughs> love that move um so I guess the people's elbow wouldn't work since The Rock is not wrestling anymore, but no one technically does it, and I don't count Cena's stupid you-can't-see-me one as a people's elbow because Cena sucks. I mean, technically, MJF's ballin' elbow is just a version of it. Yeah, but everyone's got it. It's also just a fucking standing elbow. So let's just get over it because I wouldn't have given it to you for The Rock either <laughs> if it was 2003. God. Did you ever hear the story of how The Rock came up with the people's elbow? No, not a clue. It was all about trying to get Undertaker to break in the ring. Oh, really? <laughs> that makes sense. It was 100% about it. He would, when they were doing house shows, he would uh, start delivering this. It was originally just supposed to be an elbow drop, and he kept trying to make it longer and more absurd because he wanted <laughs> the Undertaker to just have to lay there so long that finally he would break as he watched The Rock do this whole thing. Um, there's also a side effect to it. The reason The Rock jumps over twice, 
uh, is because The Rock uh, had a hard time dropping a left-armed elbow. Oh. So, so because he couldn't couldn't get that figured out, he was so right-handed, so he would jump back over so that he could drop it right-armed. Oh. But it was it was all all about how can I make this more absurd so that this guy has to lay there and watch me preen and and run around for five minutes uh, before <laughs> dropping this absolutely lame elbow that he's got to now sell. Hmm. Um, he did a lot of uh, those challenges, didn't he? <laughs> yep. It's great though how wrestlers can just do these little things, and it ends, you know it ended up being the most popular thing that he could have done. Amazing, even Austin's what. That wasn't even, that was just because a Christian couldn't hear him on a phone call. And he kept on, or Austin couldn't hear Christian on the phone call. And he kept on saying, what? And Christian was just laughing because he thought Austin was joking. But he literally couldn't hear him. And then it became like the biggest thing for the invasion angle. And then so much more. So, what? What? Uh, Dolph Ziggler zigzag? I'll give it to you. Because it is different than a backstabber. Backstabber is not protected, but that zigzag is. Yeah, that's it. Because and although he doesn't win with it all the time, generally he does. Right. Uh, how many is that? Uh, I think I'm at six. You're at six. Yep. I'm really surprised. I'll be surprised if Claymore doesn't make your list too. But it's such a cool move. But that's okay. I always feel like the Claymore is like the Kishasa, though. It's different, but it's yeah. a kick at the end of the day. So that's why I never thought of that because two people use it as their finishers although uh mcintyre i don't know like mcintyre's is more of a standing shiny wizard but it's actually a kick instead of with his his butt right (laughs) and that's what makes the kinshasa different is it's a knee coming through you instead of being a wizard because it's it's instead of your butt it's a knee being sent through somebody fair so i'm gonna have to do um uh, but you can pick whatever you want to pick. The double, uh, the double stomp there. Jesus, I can't think of uh... double stomp. Oh, coup de gras. Coup de gras. That's it. That would have to be there because no one does it. And uh, well, at least not that I know of. Um, I was gonna say Cody Rose's um... crossroads. Cross. Yeah. I, and I want I really want to give that to Cody Rhodes, but there are so many other people who do it, which and they don't do it well. What about Edge's uh, educator thing that education. he does? Is it education? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I feel like no one does that, although he doesn't necessarily... He doesn't wrestle enough to really... Oh, he, uses, he uses the stupid spear as his finisher, even though the education is better. Yeah, although education is much better. Um, spear. Are you putting that on there? Education. Can I put that on there? Because it's technically unique. No one really does it like that. And... Uh, the announcers made it sound like it was a big thing so I figured if he were to come back and wrestle again I figured he'd make it more of a more of a ultimate finisher move because people are going to realize that the stupid spear isn't anything I hate the spear <laughs> um, since I can't take Tombstone I will take uh, Roman Reigns with the duo of the spear and the Superman because no one not the spear because I guess Edge does it and then Goldberg does it and, uh, and, and whatever. just said that Orange Cassidy uses the Superman punch yeah, but that doesn't count. It's Orange Cassidy. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you're still at eight. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Superman Punch sucks. Don't even try and put that on your list. You F5's better than Superman Punch. Yeah, but everyone does an F5, kind of, because you still technically have... 
Because to me, the F5 is just... It's, well, okay, it's not the attitude adjustment. It's different. He spins them. But I feel like there's plenty of people that have done an F5 type of style maneuver. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody do anything that I would consider like the F5 other than Brock Lesnar. Mm, moves that are like the F5. I'm Googling this, and I will prove you wrong. <laughs> Um, I, I will uh, take a moment to point out that Wardlow's finisher is the F10, where he <laughs> throws the person up in the air and they spin a lot on the way down instead of just straight down. And I feel like Brian Cage does something like that too, no? Um, possibly. I'll give it to you with Wardlow that, that the F5 should not be on this list. But So, ha. Um, damn. Trying to... Trying to, I love uh, that you went with Buckshot Lariat and Styles Clash. Those are fantastic. And Sister Abbott. You started out really strong. <laughs> I seriously thought about the Buckshot Lariat. I just, aside from the flip out of it, it's just a Lariat. And uh, to be perfectly honest, if I put Everybody that on, I would have had to have made an argument that uh, Okada's uh, Rainmaker Lariat should be on there too. And that and that's uh, that that one's actually a clothesline from hell, right? Uh, well, it's it's well. a ripcord. Yeah, so it's a ripcord. Spin them out and then clothesline yep. them from hell. Um, damn, I don't have any women's on, but honestly, I don't think there's really any bank statement. Not really. That's pretty much uh, it's a crossface. It's a crossface. Shice. Uh, Bailey to belly. No, uh, stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, Charlotte Flair's figure eight, I guess, would have to be there. Like. Huh? There's two on both lists. Yeah, yeah. Figure eight for sure, because honestly, no one does it. She made it different from the figure four. Everyone does the figure four. Um, so the figure eight definitely would have to be there, and she does it so perfectly. I wanted to say Bob Backlund's chicken wing, uh, uh, but he's not a wrestler. He's not a, obviously a thing wrestler. There's actually wrestlers right now that use it. The crossface chicken wing? Yeah. Oh. Not to mention Xbox used it for years. Oh, snap. Okay, fine. Um, and then I was also going to mention Hogan's leg drop because no one dares to do the leg drop anymore. <laughs> um, it it uh, was fairly protected, but this leg drop, leg drop does not, <laughs> not deserve to be. You, I mean, back in the, if you did it all time, you could have Stink Face on here. There's a lot of them that you could have over. Yeah, sure. Uh, Cesaro's uppercut. Ooh, European uppercut. I'm going to throw this to to the other person to say whether or not he thinks that's, that qualifies. Yeah, geez, I, I, there's two stars from NXT that use the uppercut because of the old-fashioned I, thing. But, I don't think the European uppercut makes it on the list. However, it's not really Cesaro's finisher because um, his finisher is the, what is it, neutralizer? Yeah, which is very the uppercut. Exclusive. Which it's, is a, it, I guess neutralizer is as close to Styles Clash as you're gonna get, but mm, um, it's but not it's, the same, obviously. Yeah, not at all the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of is. It's still he, the person's getting hit face down, and he just locks him in, and, yeah, and he doesn't step over the arms, and that's what makes the Styles Clash so dangerous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's even a different height. The the people's heads are at a different height. Yeah. Mm. Okay, fair. So I'm going to that and say the neutralizer then, since I can't choose the neutralizer. And and in fairness, um, he's actually had to change it a bit because it originally was more of a pile driver than a face um, plant. Face plant. So they just. Um, my my biggest disgrace here is that the Starship paint did not make either list. I'm so sad. 
Which one? Starship Pain. Starship. Morrison's Nor did little... Rhea Ripley's Cloverleaf, which is very different than the traditional Texas Cloverleaf. Yeah, I, I, and I love that move. It went through my head a bit, but... Yeah, honestly, I don't know, man, because I feel like... What's... What's 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 um Miss EST? What's her finisher? Uh, I feel like it's just a. Uh... I really I really should know it offhand, and I don't. Her um, name's Bianca Belair. Everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> uh, but yes. I can tell you her finisher to save my soul. Um, seen Face Buster? That's pretty much like a reverse F five almost, or attitude adjustment technically. Um. Well, the Dominator is theoretically an attitude adjustment upside down. No, because um, the, oh, the, the... the Dominator goes from the waist and he lifts him up like that and he slams him down. The attitude adjustment is he picks him up over his shoulders. Oh, okay. Fair right? enough. Yeah. She calls it the KOD uh, face buster sometimes. That's it. It's, yeah. It's so a how face you, buster and not. How are you ranking them, young JLB? Ah, uh, Jesus. I would have to remember them all. Where did you write them? Okay. Buckshot Lariat, Styles Clash, Sister Abigail, Judas Effect, Skull Crushing Finale, Zigzag, Coup de Gras, Education, Figure Eight, and Neutralizer. So Styles Clash would be first. No, Buckshot Lariat would be first, technically, because I don't feel like no one's going to be doing that. Okay. Um, then I'm going with Sister Abigail. I don't see anyone doing that at all. It's not going to fit into anyone's character unless we get another team. so maybe someone impact might take it who knows um um who else do i got remaining what you have remaining is styles clash judas effect skull crushing finale zigzag coup de gras education figure eight and neutralizer so i'm putting education down there as well because i feel like no one's ever i was really shocked when i saw that finisher by edge and yeah, i feel one has... spear got so popular in the early 2000s that he almost walked away i like he generally walked away from the education which was coronavirus <laughs> and did yeah coronavirus um so that will have to be there um charlotte flair is gonna go on next because again i don't see anyone taking that one, no one's going to try and do the figure four anymore because it's been so heavily used, although Ric Flair did it the best. But just like that, no one's going to use the figure eight because that's just Charlotte Flair and that's it. Um, What else am I missing? Styles Clash, Judas Effect, Skull Crushing Finale, Zigzag, Coup de Gras, Neutralizer. Okay, so Styles Clash would be next, then the Judas Effect, uh, Stone Crushing Finale. And am I on my 10th now? You're, you have zigzag, coup de gras, and neutralizer. Oh snap! Uh, neutralizer. Damn, I feel like neutralizer. Above the coup de gras. Wow. Okay. Yeah, neutralizer because it's technically Styles Clash kind of style. So, uh, neutralizer, coup de gras. No wait, what's my last? Zigzag last. No, zigzag is not last. Coup de gras is last. Nine, ten. Okay. Because so... today. It's just a stomp. Like, people will be able I, to rehab that. I disdain both of you for putting coup de gras that low. Like, I... Uh, well, I, I was about to say I'm I'm debating on, on uh, petitioning for a change. Okay. And my petition is that um, Finn Balor's coup de gras is really not his finisher anymore, is it? He still uh, uses 16, it as a 16, finisher. 16, 19. But the 1916 is really his finisher. Yeah, 1916. The, oh, uh... 
1619 is a project by the New York Times. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Politics talk again. We do that before we do a, before we do a podcast so everybody knows. It is a wonder we still um, like each other enough to actually do a podcast after. <laughs> you have the Canadian here to calm you guys down. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. So, so if Definitely. it pleases the jury, I would like to substitute the 1916 for the coup de grace. It does not please the jury. There are several versions of an elevated DDT. Um, Unfortunately, it does not qualify as a protected one. Okay. (laughs) Damn. I can't make too many arguments. I will will flat out argue that all day long. I I would argue the other way on it, but, you know, it's not worth me. uh, That's not a hill I want to die on right now, so... I, I, I appreciate you doing that because you're of your love for uh, Finn Balor, but the coup de gras is definitely his unique him only move. And he also does the uh, was it sling blade better than anybody else in the industry. Mm, that's very true. But he's well, not the only one that does it. Seth Rollins did that pretty nicely too. Uh, yeah, I'd still say Balor's is better. But mm. again, Balor's isn't a finisher. It's a setup move. Yes. Yeah. Well, but by that by that token, the punt has rarely finished matches. It finished the match this week. <laughs> so it's coming. So there. <laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> good job, guys. I I enjoyed that list. It, it it makes us realize. So as much as we talk about stuff not being protected these days, there's a lot of stuff that still is pretty solidly protected. Um, you know, there there were some moves on there that that you can dispute. Um, other people use, but but and and there were some that we didn't put on there that are very different than something anybody else does. And so, Twisted Bliss is, is a prime example. I don't think anybody calls it the a highly unique finisher because it is just a crossbody. Um, well, except but, it's it's done on someone who's prone, so it's really a splash. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah, correct. It's a splash. You uh, are correct. But and if you want to um, go that route, then Kari Zane's elbow is completely unique because she also kind of maneuvers her body a bit to make it even more impactful. Yeah, how yeah. she looks like she delivers a hit there is beyond me because she does. I mean, it looks like she delivers one hell of a hit. It's it's all about the windmill of her arm, I think. Yeah. But anyways, we will. We will continue on because we could talk forever about different people's finishers and why they are or are not special. Um, as much as I love Kyrie Sane's elbow, I 100% think that there's a hundred other people who do a top rope elbow and therefore it's not yeah. a unique finisher, but I love it and I still want to see more of it. And I'm sad because it's very likely that we may only at most see Kyrie Sane in a WWE ring one more time. Uh, yeah, because she filmed, yeah. finished filming all their stuff already, right? Yeah. They filmed next week's Raw today, and her contract is officially up. Uh, so she may, in fact, I would put hard money that that she does appear on Raw next week. Um, but that that will be the last time that we probably see Kyrie Sane before she heads back to Japan to wrestle over there and be with her husband. Oh, at least she's on good terms. So, Yeah, they did say um, 
uh, I think it was Meltzer said that he expects her to maintain a good relationship with WWE and be kind of a WWE ambassador over there. You know, talk to the wrestlers there, uh, help them scout wrestlers over there. So, but yeah, based on based on her not being fired and them knowing she's not or knowing she's leaving and all that stuff, I I fully expect to see more of her. Well, um, and in the future, like I can see her coming and having a one-off. Well, and the fact that uh, they gave her a win on her last or second to last match on T means that they've got good good feelings towards her. Um, it also means that they at least uh, expect she's not headed over to AEW. Um, so I would anticipate that that means that she told them that she's headed back to Japan. Mm-hmm. As much as I'd love to see her in AEW. God, yeah, for sure. Okay, but we will move on to the next FBI challenge, and uh, I'm going to leave it up to JLB if he wants to go next or if All he right, wants me. All right, so I'll go next because mine's going to be lame because I'm not creative. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying it. Um, yeah, for sure. So, you know, since Extreme Rules was such a horror show. Ah, and- look at that pun, though. This is well played. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, given with what that horror show was, I would like you to potentially build up the three main matches on SummerSlam that's coming up and how you would like to see it go. So preferably with the world title, uh, and I'm referring to bronze world title. Okay. Um, bronze world title, I would like also... I guess we can't really do the U.S. Championship because we don't know what crew, what's happening with Cruz or whatnot. Oh, but actually, do something with the U.S. Championship as well. He should be back by then if it's he COVID. Should, if it's COVID, um, but that would still be interesting on what to do because they don't seem like they're doing anything with that. Braun hasn't been doing anything. They're kind of just been in limbo with him. Um, ooh, I just thought of something else. Okay, I can, I'll let you guys choose. So either so the world title, the U.S. Championship. And the women's tag team championship, uh, because that's been such a random thing. How are they going to break up? Are they not going to break up? Doesn't seem like they are. So on and so forth. So either those. So do build SummerSlam with those three titles, and how do you see that going at the end of SummerSlam? What do you see yourself doing there? Or if you're not a fan of that, build Otis's reign to cash in the Money in the Bank. I, I think your first challenge so, is the more fun one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do, do whatever the hell you want. Just fantasy book something is what that sounded like to me. So, um, I'm so gonna go with the first challenge. Build your SummerSlam, U.S. Championship, World Championship, and Tag Team Championship. How do you see them going? Okay, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay, Jesus. And and the question I have, just to clarify, is: Are we booking how we think they're going to do it, or are we booking? Am I there? I can hear you. We can hear you. All right, can you? We're not us? on Verizon on this network, or maybe we Hello? are. Hello, Jason. There we go. Hey, yep. there we go. Okay, there. Sorry, I lost okay. connection somehow. That was weird. I don't know, but I'll go ahead and go first. But first, a question: Are we booking how oh. we think WWE is going to do it? It's fantasy here, buddy. You or book how it. we would like to. So, okay. Uh, how we would like them to do it for Braun Strowman. Well, how are you? We? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm referring to the frog in my pocket. You're not us. Okay. 
frog in my pocket all the time. Um, <laughs> my best. Uh, how I would like to, or we, me and the frog in my pocket, would like to, for Braun Strowman. Okay. He needs to have he needs to have a big match because here's the reason I ask is what what they are going to do 100% I'm 100% believing this they're going to build up to a match between Braun and and uh, Bray for the title that's not I don't want them to do it I'm 100% against them doing it but that's what they're going to do. so that's why I wanted to know whether you were saying book how how you think they're going to do it or what you want them to do um i think they need to put braun in a big hoss match uh they need to get another big guy to go up against him because they they like to throw the smaller guys against braun because oh it's it's such a cool thing to have the big guy versus the little guy uh but they don't have right now on smackdown a big hoss to really go up against i mean if you look at the entire smackdown roster it bronze for the taking. Yeah, there's there's basically no one. Oh, um, I mean, I mean, look, WWE likes to change things. I'm asking how you would do it. No, I, I I'm getting there. Jeez, chill out, man. Slow your roll. Um, if you look at the SmackDown roster currently, there's not uh a ton of people in bronze weight class. Weight class. That's the word I was looking for. Um, which is why. I think they need to move someone, if even only temporary. Now, oh my we, God, are you gonna pick the person I was shooting for? Oh, I'm gonna be astonished if you do. But well, um, the person that I'm thinking, uh, it's a great way to use his character now uh, and the whole storyline of his character right now and put it in a better light, and it allows them to also. Uh, Storyline-wise, fix a mistake. Maybe not a mistake, but a, a change that they made. And that was uh, not too long ago. They swapped the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title across brands. Um, <laughs> so U.S. title used to be on SmackDown and intercontinental title was on raw and they swapped brands and at the same time they did that they also swapped uh, uh, title, holders. title holders at the time um i think it's time to swap back um now i'm not putting mvp against braun Strowman, but i am putting one of the guys that comes with mvp uses against okay braun you're not choosing the same we're good um and that's Bobby Lashley. The storyline with MVP has all been about, you know, I'm going to take him to the top. I'm going to show him that he uh, deserves to be the world title. Uh, then he lost to Drew McIntyre, and he's been angry ever since. So putting Bobby Lashley in with the other world title holder, universal title, makes a lot of sense to us. So that's the storyline I would do. A big hoss fight between a face Braun Strowman and a absolute heel Bobby Lashley uh, just to totally Godzilla it up. So, so that would be my match for the universal title. You're boring. No, here's the deal is if they allow... Through, uh, not through. They allow Bobby Lashley to be Bobby Lashley a phenomenal. Bobby Lashley, I, I say you're making an Iron Man match. Ah, yeah, you could, you could, or 
I mean, there, there could be stipulations to it. Um, I, I, we don't want to go full, no, you know, extreme rules sort of stuff with it, but there could be stipulations that, um, give Bobby Lashley a little bit of an advantage, like a no DQ, um, sort of a stipulation, something like that. Minute Iron Man match. <laughs> a six and a half minute Iron Man match. <laughs> They'd both still be gassed by the end of that, though. So. <sighs> oh, oh, that'd be great. We're going to do an Iron Man match. How long is it going to be? <laughs> so, um, that's what I would do to that. Um, I think we can still use this as the storyline to eventually have MVP uh, lose his control over Bobby Lashley by not taking him to the promised land. So at that point, I would still have Braun retain. Mm. But, but a big old Haas battle. Um, so that would be Braun. So you said uh, the US title as yeah. the next, and then the women's tag, correct? Okay. So the US title, that brings uh, some good closure to this because now we have the US title holder on Smackdown which gives us a lot of fun stuff that we can do uh, for that and I think I think in many ways the New Day is the anti-MVP team sort of a thing MVP's team is all about I mean, we're going to have the power we're going to have all this stuff we're going to hurt people and the New Day is like hey, here's some pancakes let's grind um I was so going to say activity, but sure. I think uh, Big E versus MVP would be a phenomenal I match. actually think Big E versus Lashley might also be a pretty decent match if they let Big E do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But I've already got Lashley in a match. So Big E versus MVP okay. for the U.S. Interesting. title. Um, and I think this is a good time to put a singles belt on Big E. So I yeah. would have Big E. Uh, I, I think as much as I love him in the New Day, being a part of that team kind of overshadows his ability sometimes. And then I'm surprised he, they haven't split them up, like just because we have Xavier still out. Like let these guys go on single runs, mm-hmm. and then a whole big day fiasco when Xavier could come back. Um, I think 100% the only reason they haven't is they realize they're really, really short on tag teams on SmackDown. So they're like, ah, crap, we got to keep them together as a tag team. Fair. Um, and then the women's tag belt. Um, just trying to think here which way I want to go with it. Because if Kyrie Sane wasn't leaving, I'd totally have Asuka and Kyrie Sane go after the tag belts to try to flip the, flip the script on. But... You know what? I am actually going to go. They teamed them up this week, um, and they worked pretty well as a team. They teamed them up last week, too, I think, and they worked pretty well as a team then, too. So, because um, they actually didn't wrestle as a team. But I think, uh, and they might even be building them up for this, Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair versus the current tag, women's tag champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks. And I think uh, SummerSlam makes a great culmination of this that we've been seeing happening for a long time where the implosion of Bailey and Sasha Banks as bestest of friends uh, to lead to a 
a series of matches between the two of them. So this is when you put Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair as a tag champion. Maybe you have Liv Morgan come back and mend mend fences, and and you kind of create a, a a trio of them, and you freebird rule it with them, where any one of those three can team up to defend it. Who? Uh, Riot Squad, except without Sarah Logan and add Bianca Belair. Snap. Yeah, but you said somebody Morgan. I thought it was Live Morgan. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Live Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how Uh, I... I just feel alive every time I see her, guys. (laughs) Okay, well, I like it. Um, I'm going to go somewhere else with all of them. So, um, I will go with, uh, I'm going to book the, the women's tag match first. And I think I'm going to throw kind of a loophole in here. I think what I'm going to do is we're going to open the show with the two, with, uh, yeah, with the two women's, uh, championship matches, um, because they're, they're headlining the show by opening it with Sasha defending her raw women's championship, Bailey defending her SmackDown women's championship, and both of them being exhausted when it's the second to last match where they're defending their women's tag match, uh, women's tag titles. And I, I love the idea of, of an authority figure coming out and saying, you guys want to be the ladies four belts? That's fine. You have to defend your titles like the ladies four belts. And at that point, they have to defend their tag titles later in the evening. And they're defending those tag titles against the team that I really want to see have it. And I want to see it in NXT, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. With Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez taking the titles off of the ladies' four belts. Um, I just think that that would be a lot of fun. It also still builds the feud between the two of them, um, especially if one of them loses their world championship later. Um, but it, it allows for the, like, say, Bailey takes the loss, then then Sasha gets to say, you're the reason we aren't the ladies' four belts anymore. So um, I, I think that that builds for a longer storyline between Bailey and Sasha, which we know is eventually going to happen but I just think that that can happen maybe at Hell in a Cell which would be a really good spot for that to happen after both of them have lost their titles Um, or one of them has lost their titles and the other one's contending for their title so um, that's my thoughts Uh, but I I really want to see the women's tag titles on um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez I think that that would be a fantastic way to build up NXT can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Oh, wow. That was weird. I must well, be having connectivity I... issues. Anyway, the, so you have me with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez is the champs, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, the second thing I would do, so if we're going to go with the U.S. championship, um, I like the idea of MVP still holding on to the title. Um, I'd like to see... Uh, maybe a little bit more of an up-and-comer uh, wear that strap. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say Dominic, because that's way too much of an up-and-comer. <laughs> um, uh, the mid-card is so weak on Raw right now. I'm going to leave it where it is, but, um, well, there's a lot of stuff that's weak on Raw right now. 
Uh, I'm having Dominic Dijakovic pulled up and facing MVP, and it kicks off the feud between um, Dominic Dijakovic and Bobby Lashley when Bobby Lashley interferes and MVP retains because of uh, uh, some type of interference there. Hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and then last but not least in the world uh, in the Smackdown uh, what is it called? Universal title? Is that the Yeah, the Universal title. Uh, I'm going to have of course uh, Braun Strowman still in that match. Um, I'm over uh, the the tease for uh, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Um, I want that to be able to be finished. Um, we we don't really know if like Bray now has control over Braun. So um, I also think that there's a really good heel who needs his run, and I think he'd be really good to lose to Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns comes back. And so I'm going to go ahead and say that Baron Corbin wins the universal title over Braun Strowman because of his agility. Uh, we have King Corbin for the universal championship. You know what? I'm kind of down for that. <laughs> what was the, uh, who did the, uh, that was me. That was 100%. I love me some, some King Corbin, but I am not ready for him as universal champ. So that was, I think, I think it, it's <laughs> short lived. I think Braun, I think Roman will be back. Um, by September. So that's my thoughts. Maybe not. That's really contingent on when Roman's going to be back because Roman's the perfect person to take also to take it off of Baron Corbin. But that opens up for Bray versus Braun for not title stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't really see Bray Wyatt in the title picture. No. What's that? I don't see Roman coming back any year soon. He'll be back like late next year or something. I don't see him coming back for a long while. think so? Yeah, I really do. Given with everything with him, with his health issues, his just-born kids, and all that, I don't see him for quite some time. Well, I, I I don't see I him coming back. I that he's him. able to come back, so... <laughs> I don't see him coming back until we have crowds. Yeah. I think once once they feel comfortable enough for crowds at the, at the matches, he'll feel comfortable enough to come back. Fair enough. But I'm fantasy booking. But it's fantasy COVID booking. That, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fantasy booking that COVID just disappears. Oh, oh. like oh, like God. the oil spill did in in the in the um, Gulf of Mexico four or five years ago. Okay, just can disappears. We, can we uh, can we make that fantasy booking a reality, please? <laughs> who who do we have to call to get that one turned into actual? Vince. Like Vince. <laughs> Not, not, not Vince McMahon. Vince Russo. <laughs> he fantasy. This whole year has been fantasy booked by Vince Russo. Russo. That's hilarious. <laughs> Listen here, bro. I'm at the top, and we're getting rid of COVID. <laughs> and then, then we'll have murder hornets. What? <laughs> That's such a thing to do. This year has actually been written by WCW circa Vince Russo. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. There was a squirrel in the Denver area that had the bubonic plague. Thanks oh. for that. Thanks, <laughs> Vince. Thanks, yeah, thanks Vince a lot. So. We, we've been fighting one plague. You want us to fight two? God. <laughs> okay.
Well, now Let's we shall it. move on to mine. And here's where I crack my knuckles because I think so. I'm I'm doing two of my favorite things. Uh, the the first one is the round robin draft style from last week because I thought that was awesome. The second is the time machine because time machines are awesome. I almost had a time machine on mine, by the way. So so, so I am granting you both time machines, and you are going to uh, complete a big four type pay-per-view. Now, this is a big name paper, but it can be any wrestlers from any eras in their primes um, to to do a pay-per-view. We're doing six matches. Even though I say it's a big four, these are going to be big matches. Um, now, the rules are, since JLB wasn't on last week, you're going to alternate who starts. Right. The person who starts gets to pick the type of match and the first entrant in it. And the stakes in it. And the stakes, yes. The type of match, the stakes, and the first entrant. Then you alternate. So if it's a singles match, you get to choose the type of match, the stakes for it, and who the for, who your entry is. And the other person gets to choose the other one. But if it's a multi-person match, then you alternate back and forth picking all the people in the match. And then after all the people are picked, you guys get to debate who you think should be the winner of said match based on the stakes and, and everything. So Ooh. six matches. Um, but in the end, you know, you're booking for a pay-per-view. So in the end, you're kind of booking for story, not storylines, because these are going to be characters that weren't necessarily in storylines oh with God. each other. I'm so jacked for this. But you're picking based on how it would make. So, you know, if you decide to put Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior in, in a match together, maybe this is when when Ultimate Warrior gets his win. Mm. You know, or whatever. Well, it's not. Let but okay. <laughs> but, but my point is, it's going to be going back and forth, so you, you'll have to then state your case as to why you think so-and-so should win, and the other person would make their choices. So, here here's what it comes down to, is who... I'm going to leave it up to you guys to fight over who gets to go first. It's your favorite. Say, I've done this before, so if you want me to go first, I'm happy to do it. Do it. Okay, first match is going to be a biggest Royal Rumble. By biggest Royal Rumble, I mean all all competitors are super heavyweights. Oh, okay. And how many entrants are we having in this? I'm going to limit it to 20 because going to 30 is a lot. 10 each, okay. And you're writing them down, correct, Smarks? Yep. Okay. So, first competitor... Um, I don't want to pick a guy that I think can go that that would have to go bell to bell, and I think he's a valid. I think Andre's a valid contender for later on uh, to actually win it. So my first competitor is going to be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay, he's considered a super heavyweight. All right, yeah, he is fine. I would say they have to be over 280 pounds, and Hacksaw is. And oh. and are you are you saying this in order of entry since you're doing it as a Royal Rumble yes, style order of, okay. order of entry? Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay, I'm picking the next guy. Yes. Yep. Um... Now, an important thing to keep in mind, because we we had to struggle with this a bit uh, last week on it, is um, per typical rules on a wrestling event, most people only get to appear once. So right. you don't necessarily want to use a person you're planning on for the main event early. However, since this is draft style... If you wait too you long, you can try and... to ruin my main event later. Yeah. 
if you wait too long and the other person chooses uh, someone before you, then you're screwed. So, like if I if you're planning on HBK versus Bret Hart in an Iron Man match for the world title at the very end, um, right? And I might want to screw you out of that. I add Bret to a match earlier in the night. Night. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna keep it simple, and I'm actually gonna go since because it's time machine, right? So yes. uh, I would be interested to see how Sid Vicious would do in there against Andre. So, right now in this match, we only have Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Sid Vicious, number three uh, on this list. Uh, number three, the third entrant in this Royal Rumble is Booger Bastion. Or Bastion <laughs> Booger, sorry, Bastion Booger. <laughs> Booger Bastion. Um, okay. Since I technically said him, we're bringing Andre into this. Ooh, early. Yeah, it's early. Screw you. Oh, that might screw my chance, my winner. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate this guy from being used later. And I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay. That's me. Um, That's valid. Nobody wants to see Hulk Hogan in a big match later. This is true. Um, we're bringing in uh, One Man Gang. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um we're gonna bring in Batista. Oh, okay. This is an interesting matchup. I think I might put this on a video game and make it a reality. <laughs> um. All right. Well, no one's gonna want to see him later on either, and I won't allow you to see him later on. Let's go, Brock Lesnar. Wow. Harsh. Yeah. Okay. So we got Batista and Brock in the ring at the same time. That's exciting too. That is exciting. Um. Oh, I would like to bring in another enjoyable, funny character. So um, I am going to go with, I am going to go, Smarks, you got your Google machine up? Always. Uh, How much did Henry Godwin weigh? Oh, I'm sure he would count, but let me, Henry O. Godwin. Kilograms. (laughs) I immediately. 297 pounds. Perfect. Henry Godwin. He's over 280. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, you know what time I think it is? I think it's uh, beta time. Oh. Well, to ruin that for you, I'm just going to bring Big Bad Mabel to the ring. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. Well, then, I guess uh, Bundy's going to have to make his way. That's that's actually the guy I was choosing for my eventual winner. Is that the 12 spot? Um, yeah. Yes, that would be 12 spot. 12 spot. That's actually a reasonable winner. So, um, spot. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, crap. I had Bundy going at, at 15. So, you'll have to bear with me for a second. That kind of caught me off guard. Um, Best. We're going to do, uh, uh, we're going to do Kane. Oh, okay. Um, damn. Uh,. So if we have Kane, I'm trying to figure someone. <sighs> we could do anybody, or it has to be WWE. No, it can be anybody. Any big dude, anybody. any super oh, heavyweight. You could put Wardlow in. You could put Brian Cage in. You could put uh, Moose would qualify. Right. Um, um technically, also, uh, you know who we're bringing in because I really enjoyed him. And he's going to be weird, but he would add some kind of entertainment into the match. Willow Mack. Oh, Willie Mack? 
Yeah, because I figured he's more than 280. Um, yeah, I think he's he's actually just barely over it, but he's enough over it to... To count. Yep. Um, so I think he's okay. billed at, at right at 280, so... Oh, it's not nice. Yeah. We need Brock some build, Brock is built at 285, but his M- MMA weight was 265, so... Hmm. But I let you have that one, so... We're talking well, kayfabe one way or another, so... Yep, yep. Um... Well, well, it's the big show. Big slow. So, Going in at number fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Um, I don't know if I want to waste them here. I want more nice high flyer dudes. Uh, yeah, high flyers, okay. Flyers. Yeah, I saw what happened when Sid Vicious did that. <laughs> oh, not when you got a guy like Keith Lee. Oh, you're wasting him on this? No, that's why oh. I don't want to. I think I'm gonna waste. Think I'm gonna waste Nutrisaurus though on it. That's fair. That's fair. Because uh, right up there too. And I'm not saying that Keith Lee will get used later, but this is the wrong spot for him. This is just a, a, sh- just a fat of- guy show. <laughs> um. All right, I am gonna go. This is number nineteen. Is this nineteen or seventeen? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, I'm gonna go with junkyard dog. Oh, okay. Uh at seventeen. Damn, who's gonna? Be, I feel like our twenty should be like a big guy, like a good name, but uh, I don't think it's gonna be like that. Um, did we say Kamala? We did not. That's a fantastic pick. That's interesting. Okay. Well played. Um, I feel like there's only two characters who are left that should be in this, uh, hands down. Um, I'm hoping that you pick the one you've already mentioned, um, and I'm going to pick the one that you're not thinking of, and I'm going to go with Yoko at number 19. I was thinking of him. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Please pick Andre. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, didn't we, didn't one of us pick Andre? Yeah. Nope. No, oh, Andre oh, okay. was then number, it... number four. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. Never mind. Building there. Okay. So you're um, still yeah. So you know what? I mean, the poor guy. He's. Uh, I don't know. It's not gonna be anyone big or good. Great, Kelly. Fair enough. I can't believe we left Earthquake out. <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe Bam Bam Bigelow's not in there. Oh, oh, oh. Damn it! It's true. Damn I was it. sitting here the entire time going back and forth, and every time someone would say something with a B, I was like, Bam Bam? No. No, bro. <laughs> oh. Bam Bam, no, Big Bastion. Bam Bam, no, Big winner. So who's yeah. going to be the winner? I My vote my vote is for King Kong Bundy. Um, after he helps everybody eliminate Yoko, Yoko takes a couple of the other big guys out with him, and the other and like Kane can't get him out of the ring. That's my vote. We did a final four last time we did a rumble, so we can do a final four and we can pick those four. You want to go oh. back and forth and pick the four? Let's do it. Okay. Um, my, in my final four, I'm going to have, I think Yoko is the fifth one to go out, so I don't think Yoko's in anymore. Um, I'm going to have, obviously, King Kong Bundy, who I who I want to be the final winner. But Okay, so King Kong Bundy is your fourth? Yep. Is okay. is in the final four. Yep. Is in the final four? All right. Um, Duggan was part of it, right? Duggan was first. Duggan was number one. So Duggan, 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 Oh, oh, Duggan is going. He's he's. It's like the '89 Rumble all over again. He's on, <laughs> he's, uh, he's part of the final four. 
All right, fair enough. Duggan's in the final four. Um, I think we have to have a guy who's a little more lean, um, who stuck around to the end. Uh, I'm going to have Brock or Batista. Brock or Batista. Oh, I'm going to go. This situation? I'm going to go with Brock. Uh, um, okay. So we have Brock, we have Duggan, we have Bundy. Yoko's still there if you want Yoko. I just think that he should be eliminated before this because, well, those those three could get that. Oh, no. Brock, Batista, Bundy. Or Brock, Bundy, and Duggan. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I'm, just, I'm honestly keeping... I feel like uh, Luchasaurus would give Brock a hard time because Brock wouldn't be able to do anything on him. And I don't see... Maybe Bundy would just win out of pure power. But uh, I would say Luchasaurus would be my last. Okay. Well, Buddy doesn't have to win because now we have to eliminate these four in order. Um, and I will have Duggan being eliminated by Brock here. Um, yeah. Okay. He's tired. <laughs> All right. I will have Luchasaurus kick Brock out. After Bundy does like some kind of maneuver, Brock gets all dazed. Luchasaurus does his kick. Brock flips out of the ring, and now it's Lucha versus Bundy. And I'm gonna—I—I I, I just I think Luchasaurus throws out his back trying to pick up King Kong <laughs> Bundy, and Bundy gets him out because of that at the end. I see that happening. I'll—I'll I'll agree with your Bundy. I just—I okay. want King Kong Bundy to have something to claim. I know. Yep, that's valid. I do too. Uh, and again, five. <laughs> and King Kong Bundy effectively only eliminates exactly five people, so he can go five at the end of it. Up, oh, I like that. <laughs> Genius, smart. So that is the biggest battle royal or biggest royal rumble. Boom! All right, that's our first match. Second, gets rid of a lot of crap wrestlers, so I'm really happy we did that. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, JLB gets to choose the type stakes and first entrant for the next match. uh, Okay, so can this be for a title? If you want it to. I mean, keep in mind we're booking in order of the pay-per-view, so if you want to put a title on this early, you sure can. Okay, so I'm booking... I'm booking a Fatal 4-Way TLC match. Okay. For IC Championship. Okay. Who's your first entrant? My first entrant is going to be Shinsuke Nakamura. You have a time machine and you chose Shinsuke. I know. I was trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, no, Shinsuke's in. You have a time machine. You can use it. Uh, Edge during his prime. Oh, snap. Nice. That actually would still be pretty nice to do. Edge, Shinsuke. Um, Edge, Shinsuke... Yeah, we're, um, I'm going to ruin your plans here. Chris Jericho, Prime. No, you don't, because that, the the only obvious people for Intercontinental title to include in this were Chris Jericho and my final entrant, the guy who should be the one holding the title when it happens, and that is Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. He is the longest reigning IC champion of all time. That doesn't mean he's the best one. No, no, it's obviously Jericho, <laughs> followed by the yeah. Miz. Like, those yeah. are the top two, hands down. Hands down. Edge being third, but Miz isn't in this, because I don't think Miz is an all-time pay-per-view guy. Mm, that's unfortunate, though. 
Unless it's just a mouth of the south. Ooh, a mouth of the south match. That could be fun. Anyway, we have to pick our winner. So, um, I love the idea of Edge spearing Honky Tonk Man off of a ladder. (laughs) Circa Jeff Hardy. Like, I want to see that. And that means that Edge probably won't win it. But that's my two guys being eliminated from the chance of winning. Yeah, fair enough. And... (laughs) Dude, Jericho versus Sinsuke. Jericho Prime Jericho, not AEW Jericho. That would be crazy good. That almost reminds me of like a Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke. Although Sami and Jericho are not really the same type, but still. Yeah. Um, you, just, you just ruined my goat match. Sami versus Chris Jericho? No, Chris Jericho in a goat <laughs> match with several other people that could be considered the goat. <laughs> my bad. Stop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I uh, I would say uh, Jericho wins this via walls the Jericho on Shinsuke on the top of the ladder. Shinsuke taps. Shinsuke then goes face flat on the ground, and Jericho picks up that IC championship hanging above the ring. And there is your ultimate IC champion. I'm okay with that. I, I nope. like that. Nope, nope, nope. I just, I think there's a lot of great spots in that match, including Honky Tonk Man getting speared <laughs> off the ladder. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. I am making and, that a thing tonight. And to a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't El, gets El Cabonged on his own because of, uh, because of a spear that's off of a ladder. <laughs> yeah. Great. He's done. Done for the night. <laughs> Probably forever. Anyway. All right. Um, Match number three, Fabe gets to pick first. Is for the women's championship of whatever this league is. It which in, in effect also makes it a women's goat match. Um it is going to be a gauntlet and it's going to be in this order. We're gonna start with Trish Stratus in this match. By the way, there's going to be we'll say seven competitors in this. Trish Stratus is first in the ring. And she beats or loses to hmm. Lita. Does she win or lose? She will win against Lita. Okay. With uh, Lita doing her moonsault at the top. She misses. Lita quickly gets back up, though. I don't forgot what Lita's moves are. She does something. Trish does the uh, Matrix effect. And then Trish does her finisher, which I forgot what that was. As Satisfaction. Well. Stratisfaction. Which is a bulldog. And so she beats Lita, and then your next person to come down is... Next person to enter the ring is Medusa. Oh, interesting. And Trish gets the win there um, by Stratisfaction. By Stratisfaction, fair enough. Um, And your next person to come down... We're saying goat here, huh? Well, it, it, these are these are goat female wrestlers for the championship. Trish wouldn't wouldn't make out with Vince, and so she got thrown into a gauntlet match to maintain her title. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, damn, do I wanna? You know what? Let's bring in. <laughs> uh, let's bring in Naomi. <laughs> Because I know you're never going to use it for anything, you pieces of trash. Um, Let's bring in Naomi. Naomi does her four kicks of death and ultimately does her bum, or does her sitting slap to Trish Stratus. Naomi beat Trish Stratus. 
So I am indeed. Because oh. Naomi, because hashtag Naomi deserves better. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> so Naomi knocks off the champ after she's had three other matches. Mm-hmm. Or two other matches, sorry. The four lame kicks. Uh, well, Naomi's about to lose. <laughs> and she's going to lose to old fabulous Moolah. <laughs> Not young fabulous Moolah. Old fabulous Moolah. Which eliminates Moolah. So, <laughs> at least Naomi's gone and she lost to Moolah. <laughs> but I want to be specific that she's old. There's two left, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two left. I swear to God, if Mickey James or Charlotte isn't one of your picks, I'm going to be so pissed. No, my next one was legit going to be Charlotte. Charlotte comes out and just slaps, or no, just finger pokes Moolah and she dies. (laughs) So we've got Charlotte and Mickey James as the end of this. Um, I I like Charlotte and all, but there's, I think this early in her career, there's too much talk of her being the goat. Um, And I, and I said last week when we booked this, when we did a booking, uh, Mickey James is the goat right now of women's wrestling. She's the greatest of all time in women's wrestling. I'm going to, you know, the, the arguments are against that are Moolah, Gail Kim and, and Charlotte. That's really the only arguments against that. Um, Maybe Trish Stratus and Lita, but um so I'm going to have Mickey James uh, beat Charlotte. Um, yeah. And she wins the women's good title. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Charlotte wins everything. I'll give it to uh, Mickey James. She's an amazing wrestler. Even when she came back, man, she's just, she was killing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Smarks, I'm sorry Alexa Bliss isn't on that list. That's oh, fine. I had to ruin the whole Naomi thing with, uh, with <laughs> Moolah. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have had Moolah in there. <laughs> May Young, old May Young was the only other option. <laughs> Carrying a hand. Uh, that that means we didn't have that means we didn't have We have a lot of great female wrestlers uh, in there. We didn't have Wendy Richter. We didn't have Ivory, who's fantastic. We didn't have Victoria. Um mm. we didn't have Becky, of course, and Becky's probably the best on oh, the mic. Hey, or, you made it a seven woman gauntlet match. Okay? That was on oh, you. I know. I could have made it longer, but uh, you don't want to use them all in case you decide to do a women's tag or something later. Oh, so thoughtful. Speaking uh, of doing something later, it's time for match four. JLB gets the choice. Alrighty, so we are doing we are doing uh, three way we're six matches, right? Yep. Six total, yes. So we're halfway through. Halfway through, we guys, so we did a Royal Rumble, we did a Gauntlet, we did a TLC for the IC. Now we're doing a three-way tornado tag. Men's or women's? Men's for the tag team championships. Okay. Who's your first team? Uh, I picked the first team. Or don't I just pick the stipulation? You, and pick, the first nope, team? you, always, you get first choice. Uh, valid. Okay. Uh, first team would have to be Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. What in the bloody fuck? You have a time machine. Bro! Okay, fine. You're right. Uh, for the tag team, three-way. He's so mighty. 
You could have had the Heart Foundation. You could have had Road Warrior Hawk and Animal. You could have had uh, Billy and Bart Gunn. You could have had the New Age Outlaws. All of these different people. And you choose Cedric Alexander and Ricochet? <laughs> Cedric Alexander and Ricochet deserve better. <laughs> right, but Natalie. Actually, can I, in, in sake of Time Machine, can I choose the New Age Outlaws? Because I would really love to see them back as a tag team. And I yes! Just, all My right, God, New yes! <laughs> I'm, I'm putting Outlaws in there, so you've made that choice. Okay. I'm trying to decide between the Steiners and the and the uh, um, Road Warrior Hawk and Animal. Um, the Road Warriors. Um, I'm going to go with the Steiner Brothers. Ooh, Okay. I don't know how well to do a choice here, so I gotta I gotta throw in solid here, man. Mm, that's valid. I'm not much help. My bad. Um, here comes the Dudley Boys. God, I hope it's the Dudley <laughs> Boys and not fucking Miz and Morrison. Right. You know what? I'm, I'm not gonna choose the Dudley Boys. I am gonna choose. As long as it's not like Miz and Morrison or something. Oh no, you're gonna hate these guys too. But they were a pretty good tag team. I like them at least. But I'm choosing. The Nasty Boys. <laughs> Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> you had the Heart Foundation set there waiting for a Canadian love oh, to God. occur, and you chose the Nasty Boys. My head right. hurts. <laughs> oh. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> this review is not going to be the greatest pay-per-view of all time. <laughs> oh, my head hurts so I, bad. This, I mean, this... at least he didn't choose Public Enemy. We could have had... You could have had... Uh, Sting and Steamboat if you wanted to. It... <laughs> it went all downhill after I picked the New Age Outlaws. Okay. <laughs> no, they're they're fantastic. They were a great tag team in history. That's fine. I cannot believe you missed the Heart Foundation. I I yeah. Because I, I honestly was gonna go with Brett and Owen. That's a tag team. That would have been awesome. But no, which kind of would have made, made more sense with the Steiner brothers. I, I hate age. to give you the warning there, JLB, but I think you're gonna find your Canadian citizenship revoked as soon as I post this episode. So, <laughs> do, do we want to give him the chance to renege twice on his tag teams? I mean, I'd like to, I'd like him to be able to live in Canada still, so he doesn't fucking come here to the U.S. <laughs> Trust me, the next place I go to, it wouldn't be in North America because <laughs> I'm not going to Mexico. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, apparently the Nasty Boys are in this match. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are definitely not monetized after your selections. <laughs> I don't know what's a bigger swear word. The Nasty Boys in an all-time title match or fuck. Cool. Like, I don't know which one's a bigger swear word. <laughs> okay, um, how, who's winning this? Oh, um, clearly not the Nasty Boys. <laughs> Thank God. Sorry, Brian Nobbs. Don't come yeah. kick my ass. I live in Montreal. <laughs> uh, don't would, you know? I, don't, don't you know? You know. I, I, for the sake of just historic, I, I'd give it to the Steiner brothers. Yeah, I, I would too. That's, uh, um, yeah, I, I love the idea of the dog face gremlin and and uh, Scott. <laughs> Old school Frankensteiner, like not the one that he oh, did in yeah. but like the Absolutely. one he did in WCW. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm totally down with that. 
it's pre-Steiner recliner. Mm. Um, it's uh, their their finish move was the same as uh, as uh, uh, the Road Warriors. Yep. Where, where Rick jumps off the top rope while Scott's got him on his shoulder. It's like the electric chair, basically. Um, yeah, I love it. I, 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 I'm absolutely okay with the Steiners being considered the greatest tag team of all time. Um, I don't think they are, but, but I'm okay with it considering the other options that we had. <laughs> right. I probably would have just canceled this podcast right away if you would have said Nasty Boys win. I'm just saying. I'd be like, that's it. We're done. It's been a good run. Shop.fritcher.com backslash raw and order WBU. We're going to clearance that stuff out because we we obviously have lost all credibility if we say Nasty Boys Oh, Well, it, 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 it's a good fun way to make it fun, I guess. Yep. Um, I really should have made the Fat Man Battle Royal bigger so that you could have include, uh, included both the Nasty Boys in that. Holy shit. See what you've done there? This is what happens when you're making a time machine. I just think of Ryan <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. All right. Um, so I have the next match. We've already taken care of the tag titles. We've already taken care of the women's title. Um, so we've got a world title. And we've got a women's tag, I would assume. Um, I think it's good, a good idea to include a women's tag, so I'm going to go with a women's tag title match. Um, I'm not going to make it an odd number. I only did an odd number because it was the gauntlet earlier. Um, so I'm going to go with a women's tag match. Um, I do feel that there's been enough women's tag teams or the ability to c- combine women's wrestlers at will um, opens up for a really, really good women's tag match. So I'm going to go with four tag teams. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will start with, uh, the, I- ah, no, I'm not going to put the Iconics in the women's tag championship of all time. Um, I'm going to go with Molly and Ivory on a team. Okay. So, but have they been a team? There was no rule said that they had to have been a team in the past. Oh, okay. Nope. Just making sure. All right. Yeah. The time machine, he could go back in time and make them wrestle as a tag team beforehand and then they now see they've been attacked they're now they now they qualify all right um i'm going for some reason okay so molly and ivory you got all right so i'm saying trish and bliss trish has already been used that's true Ah, I would have liked Trish and Bliss. That sounds like an awesome name. Um, Fortunately, I can't throw the Nasty Boys in this either. So, <laughs> right? God damn. Um, okay, so, uh, hmm, and I could. This might be fun. Let's go with. <laughs> Dear God, show Canada some love here. Uh, I'm not putting Natalia in anything. <laughs> your own country already. So, show your own hey. country some love. It's, I showed Trish. Trish was there. Um, I picked Trish. <laughs> oh, but I can't pick Natalia. I just don't like to see her wrestle. Um, well, you can pick Naomi in a women's in a greatest women's wrestler of all time gauntlet match, but you can't pick Natty in a tag match with Beth and Phoenix. Good God. <laughs> um, but I will. Did we? You you know what would be kind of interesting. Wait, did you choose Victoria already for anything? No. She was actually in my tag team, but that's fine. My next tag team. Oh, okay. Well... Pick her if you want to pick her. Put her with somebody. Put her with Wendy Richter. That would be awesome. (laughs) Was that your tag team? (laughs) No, it wasn't. But but the more I think about it, the more I'd love to see that. Okay. Then I will do that because I don't know what else to pick. Okay. 
I'm also going to do a time machine matchup, and I'm going to have an Asian team on this, and it's going to be Asuka with Bull Nakano. Oh, shit. That would be a really fun tag team. Smarks, I know you're marking out over that. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, remind me again who uh, JLB picked for that last one, because it was very confusing for a bit there. He picked Victoria and who? Wendy Richter. Oh, Wendy Richter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. That's a lot of fun, too. They're both really aggressive, so that's a lot of fun. Okay. And you're going to pick the fourth entrance? Uh, And, okay, so what I'm going to pick with... I don't... Because the problem is, man, with the old school women wrestlers, like, I'm not... uh... I would suggest that I think there's really only two tag teams left that really qualify for this. I think the Boss Hug Connection or Sasha Bailey is obvious, is is a valid... I I was going to say, I was going to say Flair and Sasha to be honest with you because that's, that's like part of the four horsewomen that's absolutely fine so it'd be like the whole Flair, four- wait Flair already Flair already got used yep. so Flair's out oh so, okay so by Boston Bailey yeah. Boston Bailey the other one was, that was a good option was Beth, Beth Natty yeah I'm, I'm gonna mix that though I'm gonna say uh, Boston Natty the boss of hearts the boss of <laughs> the heart bosses that, that works fine by me <laughs> thank god you got a Canadian wrestler that you picked You'll probably, pick one. You'll probably pick one or two in the in the championship match, I'm going to guess. But you want um, Well, I assume you're going to do a championship match for the main event, but maybe not. Um, who's going to win this? I really, really like the idea of Asuka and Bull Nakano. I, like, I know I picked it, but... Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I do like the... the... Or she was. She's not now. She's a really thin golfer. Um, okay. And Asuka is... Asuka will will eventually be in the conversation for GOAT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Victoria and Wendy Richter sound pretty good, too, though. It's definitely... Yeah, it's, it sounds a lot of fun. They're definitely going to have a straight-up, like, crazy fight before they declare the winner between those two tag teams, for sure. Uh, it's got to be one of them, for sure. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad with... Uh, I'm I not like Bulma getting the win, because her, her aggression with her feud with... Uh, a Lunder Blaze, i.e. Medusa, just fantastic. Just unbelievably good. Yeah, I'm not uh, considering she doesn't wrestle anymore. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. okay with getting the win. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Please and... have this be a world title match where there's no world title match on this pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Your last match won't be a world title? No, it's not going to be. Choice. You can pick. I'm the last one? Yes. Yep. Oh, Actually, it's definitely going to be a world title match for, for them, for okay. sure. Clearly, yeah. We need to uh, get the world title in there, or else what a federation this is. Um, so it will be, uh, it will be, it's going to be mixed with new school and old school. It will be, a, it will be a six man, it will be a six man elimination chamber match. Okay. Okay. And your first one, my first one is going to Any be. Any other stipulations like submission match? Any other stipulations? Because it's really fun. <laughs> Nothing? Okay, that's fine. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah Guarantees two mm-hmm. Canadians if you're in a if you're in a six man elimination chamber submission match. Just saying. 
fine. Guarantees to Canadians. And I'm not being creative. An Elimination Chamber submission match. That sounds really fun, actually. Why? <laughs> WWE, listen to this. Only this part. Don't listen to the rest of our card and don't use any of that. Well, because some of them aren't wrestling or dead. But don't use any of the rest. Just do this Elimination Chamber submission match because it's something different. And probably half of these wrestlers aren't on your roster anymore. But you can figure something out. Um... First man is going to be the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Bret Hart. Thank God. Sure. Um, I'm going to choose the other Canadian um, that is obviously supposed to be a part of this since we've already wasted Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Benoit. That's a, that's a bold statement, but I mean, as a wrestler, for sure, he would have to... Submission. submission. Yeah, I, I'm going to ignore the fact that he's a sociopathic slash suicidal maniac. Yeah, let's definitely ignore that. Um, so we're going with man. I I feel like uh, he's not. He wasn't very popular, but I still feel like he should be in talks. Uh, since we're talking submission here, the mass, the man of a thousand holds, Dean Malenko. I love it. And I'm um, W like. I love the idea of Dean Malenko being in in a goat conversation. Like that's so fantastic. Look, listen. Um, great on the mic or anything but the guy he was a phenomenal wrestler oh, he never he was underrated very yeah. underrated um though he's not known for his uh submission ability um i would like to see what he did as his submission move this will be kenny omega oh interesting okay two more i feel like i i fear that <laughs> it, one of the two guys in my head won't be won't be included. So I'm, I'm uh, you're, you're up, man. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to. I don't want to guide or lead or anything. Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, are, are you still there? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I don't want to be him, but he's just always coming back in my head. But he wasn't even that great. Ah, you know what? I went with the all true Canadian. Let's go with the all true American, Kurt Angle. Son of a bitch. I thought you were going to say, woo. Ric Flair? Ah, I don't know. I'm not a fan it's of It's okay. Kurt Angle has the ankle lock. It's a different move. But now I'm left picking between Ric Flair and Sting. See, I was going to pick Sting. That's the guy I was, like, uh, running through my head. In any way, shape, or form. Any way, shape, or form. It ruins this match, and, and I picked a guy who who is a murderer, and I picked a guy who doesn't have a submission move. So in any way, shape, or form, by not including one of these two characters, um, I am fucking this match, and I was the one who did it. Like, I'm fucking it not Nasty Boys level, but I'm still fucking it pretty hard. Um, I, uh... Damn, Jericho would have been great in this match, though. Well, but you used him earlier. Um, Smarks, are you gonna hate me? No, I won't hate you. I'll just be very disappointed. I, I, I don't think you can talk a submission greatest of all time type wrestling match um, for the world title without talking Ric Flair. Uh, and true. so I think you have to include Ric Flair in this. Now, he may not win. I mean, obviously, Brett's beat him before. Um, you know, uh, also on this card, I think uh, Benoit has beat him before. Um but I feel really shitty for not including Sting in this match. 
I, and, well, and the sad part is I don't think we've I don't think we've included with the exception of maybe Dean Malenko I don't think we've included somebody in this match that that doesn't have a, a, a claim to being great I I included uh, uh, Kenny Omega knowing full well he doesn't have a submission move but yeah oh I don't know what your Kenny Omega thing was about because other weird, than that weird. he's the greatest in wrestling right now I I know I, but time machine and we also made it a submission which kind of was your option <laughs> and then you go and pick kenny well hey who knows maybe he pulls out a new submission yeah maybe kenny's gonna be listening to this and uh hopefully get the women's division in aew on track and come up with a submission in the meantime yeah 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 who knows anyway are you picking flair to win this no no i'm not unfortunately I'm probably picking Brett. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's between Brett and Chris. Um, in, in terms but, of his submission ability, I think you got to give it to Brett. Yeah, That's my opinion. For sure. I would definitely give it to Brett as well. It would be Brett and Chris. And you know what? I would love to see Brett give Omega. I'd like to it, see belt <laughs> bell and not tap out to whatever Omega's submission is. Um, <laughs> I think Brett is the type of guy you can see going bell to bell on this. Um, Man, and Brett does a Brett does a whole Austin submission with the turnbuckle, but instead of the turnbuckle, he uses like the 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 chamber somehow. That figure four on the on the ring post the, that he does. Ring post. Exactly, <laughs> but he does it on the chamber somehow. Theoretically, you it, and and you know um, what a cool way to have him have him tap out uh uh flair you know flair goes out to a modified version of his own submission move right yeah that'd be awesome so yeah brett's winning that because uh he's uh, brett's he, i mean flair for sure is one of the best men poor dean <sighs> but brett is definitely poor i Dean should be in the match <laughs> <laughs> He's never been in a goat conversation in his life, other than just having the coolest like demeanor. <laughs> and, God. But man, his matches in like, and I'm only talking Dean WCW. Okay, I know, I know, but, I'm well aware of where you have he, Dean at. Ultimately, it comes down to uh, Dino the Machino definitely deserves to be in the goat conversation. As long as you're discounting mic work, but once you yeah. include mic work in it, uh, that's where where his uh, his advantage fails. Right, for sure. You know what I love about this though? We didn't include Scott Hall or Kevin Nash in any of this. <laughs> I was gonna include him in the Royal Rumble. You, well, you know where else you could have included them? I don't know, in a tag <laughs> match instead of the Nasty Boys. The outsiders. Ah, man, I wasn't thinking properly. Damn. No, no, we knew you were not thinking properly when you chose the nasty boys. <laughs> in the I just because he says, well, don't pick the Dudley boys. I'm like, all right, I'll pick the other boys. <laughs> no, I thought it would have been fine if you picked the Dudley boys. Well, yeah, compared to the I nasty boys. You, you didn't have to pick the Dudley boys by picking the nasty boys. <laughs> Matt and Jeff Hardy were better than the Nasty Boys for that. Good yeah, lord. Yeah. I mean, Billy and Bart Gunn were better than the Nasty Boys for that. Doink and Dink the Clowns were better than the Nasty Boys for that. 
Oh, no, they weren't. I like the Nasty Boys hardcore stuff in WCW. All right, we're going to throw this to Smarks. Smarks, who would you have rather seen in that tag match? Doink and Dink the Clown or the Nasty Boys? I I frankly would have rather seen two piles of poo in, <laughs> in there. It's like Steiners, New Age Outlaws, and two steaming dog turds in this match. And I'd have been like, yeah, well, at least it's not the Nasty Boys. Henry, so so you're saying Henry Godwin and Phineas Godwin would have been better? Yeah, I'm steamy piles of poo. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying literally anyone. Like, I'm I'm saying you could have put Naomi and Natalia in this, and I would have said, yeah, 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 yeah. They deserve to be there above the nasty boys. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Fuji, Fuji and Cornette. At least then you'd get to see Cornette get his ass handed to him. <laughs> yeah. Jim Cornette and Russo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Put them in there. Makes sense. <laughs> well, and so folks, we have we have officially determined that um, the Nasty Oars are one of the three greatest tag teams of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we also we've also announced that Fabulous Mula is one of the best woman wrestler, top seven woman wrestlers of all time. She is not old Fabulous Mula. That's just yeah, the not old her. one, but they. That's just the version that beat Naomi, who didn't belong in that match. <laughs> See, yeah, that's the deal. Is is all all the way up through all of the previous matches up till Naomi? I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Nakamura in the Fatal 4-Way TLC match, I'm like, ah, maybe, yeah, I can see it. And then Trish Stratus, yeah, Lita, yeah, Medusa, yeah. Naomi, what? Naomi all downhill. Well, at, least, at least he's insulting Naomi with it. That's the only reason old Mula was okay. But Mula did hold the title for 40-plus years. Yeah, she was also a racist bigot. No, no, she was and a rapist. A yeah, <laughs> she was a rapist. I don't know that she had anything racist. I, I don't know that we've ever heard any stories about that. Well, yeah, the dark side of the ring. They basically talked about. Um, was it? Hold on. Was it Mula? It was Mula, right? It wasn't May Young. It was Mula. No, May was a good person. May was a good person. Yeah. Okay, so I think she did both. I think she kind of didn't like the black folk who showed up in her thing, and she also sodomized a bunch of women who were in her federation because she's just a racist bigot. Because strap-ons. Oh, Jesus. Or strap-ons, I guess, yeah. Uh, Speaking of strap-ons, anybody watch the Dexter Loomis match back at, at uh, Great American Bash? Because, man, he put a strap on uh, Roderick Strong. It was fantastic. Ha, 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 ha. Strap on. <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> okay. Well, this this night went wildly awry towards the end, so we should probably move on to, I don't know, AEW Impact ROH. Yep. Sounds like a plan. So we oh, will move on. Cat ass trophy tonight. Before we do this, I want to just get the cat ass trophy out of the way. Okay. Um, hands down <laughs> goes to the nasty boys forever <laughs> existing. Oh. Agreed. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm I've also found a few good Nasty Boys matches, so that you there won't will, ever. There you will not. Except for the fact that they, they because they existed, you chose them tonight, which ruined their importance. 
I did that. Jeez. Yeah. Look so, at all the power you have when you have a time machine. Exactly. So <laughs> I did. I used it to the nasty boy. So Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. Game is simple. I'm going to give a list of three WWE wrestlers that they need to relocate to one of those three companies. And the first round, the choices are, and J.O.B., I made this entirely for you. Oh, boy. You are welcome. Your choices are former SmackDown Women's Champions, Naomi, Asuka, and Carmella. Ooh. All right. So... Naomi is going, folks. While he's doing this, he ranks these these three um, promotions in this order. He rank, he thinks AEW is the best promotion, Impact is the second best promotion, and ROH is the third best promotion. He'd be wrong some weeks, but that's how he ranks these. Not yep. JLB does that. No, for sure, because I barely watch ROH, and I've just gotten into Impact, so AEW was always the top. Um, however. Obviously, Naomi would be my girl, but she's going to Impact because I feel like Impact would do something decent with her. Because black wrestlers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I guess. Um, and we're, we're we're bringing Oscar to AE Dubs though, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Asian wrestle, Asian women. Fair enough. <laughs> no, you, you, God, you're really just begging me to bring. You're begging me to bring racist out again with the W. <laughs> I am not a racist, WR. No, no, but those those uh, those fit the niche, don't they? Both of them. Uh, I mean, that's coincidence. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then we're bringing Carmella down to ROH because white people. <laughs> because white people. Uh... Okay, fair enough. Um, is there is there another option for Naomi? No, unfortunately. Okay, she's going to our. Uh, she's going anywhere. Like um, Mella's mic skills are so good and so needed in AEW. So I'm gonna do Mella in AEW. Um, and yeah, because white people apparently. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put Oscar in Impact, where there is by far the best women's division of those three uh, productions, which uh, is starting to change maybe. Um, and Naomi is gonna go to ROH to learn how to wrestle, hopefully. Um, but if not, she can be developmental talent and get her ass handed to her by all of the other women in ROH. <laughs> Okay. By the way, I would still put Awesome Kong at AEW or Impact. Like, she's fantastic. So that's not against Naomi being black. That's against Naomi being Naomi. <laughs> Listen to the tears. <laughs> um, fair enough. But you, All right. you, get a, you get a challenge us, and you can ruin one of our favorites if you want. Either one of no, us. That's valid. I am going for it. So... I'm Canadian though. I don't like to I don't like to make fun of people. I don't do that. I don't do that. I respect people. Um Nasty boys. You didn't respect all of our listeners when he said that. Oh, I, I respected them. You didn't respect my answer. And Nobs is going to your address as we speak. <laughs> I've already gave him your whereabouts and he's a coming. And trust me, it's gonna get nasty. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um. So, we're doing just random wrestlers. 
but I'm curious to where you would put them because they are all phenomenal wrestlers. And pretty much it's going to be Cesaro. I don't have a team, unfortunately. So it's Cesaro, Shinsuke, and you know what? Sheamus. So, so the Cesaro, is- Cesaro, Shinsuke, Sheamus. All right. I'll go first. That have all text. Mark Chuckle. I'll go first. Cesaro, Shinsuke, Sheamus. Cesaro, Shinsuke, Sheamus. Sorry, Smarks. Are you with lisps now? Is that what you're doing? Cesaro. Cesaro, Sheamus, Shinsuke. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Shinsuke to AEW, I think that his style fits the the rest of the roster really, really well. Um, I'm gonna send uh, uh, boy, both of them are powerhouses, easily fitting in with the powerhouse setup that uh, that uh, Impact has right now. Um, I think Sheamus has had his moment in the sun, and he got sunburned. So I'm going to go ahead and put Cesaro at Impact, who is definitely making a run for being the uh, a solid third best promotion in North American professional wrestling. Um, and so I'll put Cesaro at R O or at Sheamus in R O H. Um, so yeah. Okay. I, I, that that. Not that there's anything against Sheamus, it's just that he's of the three, he's had his moment in the sun. I think um, I agree with you on Sheamus. Sheamus to Ring of Honor uh, for many of the same reasons. He's he's had his his shots. He's he's been at the top of the game, and, and that's a great. great place. Like, it doesn't hurt him at all to go there. Yeah, that's a great place to use his talents, um, and also to help use his talents to help groom the next generation. Absolutely. Um, but I'm going to uh, switch with you on the other two. Um, Shinsuke to Impact. Okay. Uh, I think he could make a big impact there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, and then um, I've said this before. The thing that holds Cesaro back in WWE is his lack of mic skills. And I think AEW is a is a breeding ground for helping people improve their mic skills. I think they really know how to focus on that because they're not scripted. They teach people how to improv a lot more. So, you know, I, I can just see having a Arn Anderson backstage helping him, having Dustin Rhodes backstage helping him. Uh, I think all of those things can help turn Cesaro from a really, really great in-ring performer with uh, subpar mic skills to a really, really great in-ring performer with above-par mic skills. I mean, even just Chris Jericho just being able to be behind him and, and give him pointers. So that's the way I would go. Perfect. Nice. Good guys. All right. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Hosses. I was going to go with IC titles, but I'm going to go with active hosses. So um, it's going to be the two world champions, um, Braun Strowman and uh, uh, Drew McIntyre. Sorry. Um, and the third hoss that I'm going to choose is Baron Corbin. Say that again. Baron Corbin. No, no, no. Baron Corbin. Corbin. Uh, Braun and 
and Drew. Okay. I'll go ahead and go first here. Um, I think... I, I think, think this is going to be tougher on you, Smarks, than it will be on him because I think he'll automatically put Corbin at ROH. But yeah, well, I mean, I unfortunately, I see him. As a, the, the problem is the grouping. Um, almost any other grouping, it'd be easier to to choose one way or another. But um, Drew McIntyre to AEW, that's, that's kind of the given. That's the best fit. Yeah, that's the best fit. Um, even though Drew had a lot of success when he was at Impact before. I think this is the perfect opportunity for him in AEW. Um, but yeah, it, it it's the Impact slash Ring of Honor side that makes it tougher because, like, it, to be perfectly it's it's Braun that makes it tough. Yeah, it um, is. Baron Corbin easily could fit in in either place. All three and of them, really. Yeah, all three. Anywhere. Um, but Braun is the tougher one. If I don't put Braun in... In an impact, or in in an AEW impact, I don't know if that's the best fit for him. Um, but I I also don't think Ring of Honor's the best fit for him. And I think of the two, Braun fits better in Impact. Well, that's just because Corbin fits anywhere, though. That's that also plays that's into really it. But, it. Yeah. But but Braun, you know, Braun, Braun would be twice the size of most of the Ring of Honor people. Um, and Corbin yeah. would still tower over many of them, but <laughs> saying, yeah. but not by as much. So <laughs> I think Corbin and Ring of Honor, um, if it was almost any other big hoss in WWE other than Braun, it might be a different answer there. But Braun to Impact. Okay. Um. So I'm going for because I think I want to see I, now Corbin could be good anywhere, um, but I do think McIntyre would just be so good in AE Dubs. I think he would fit perfectly. I think there's so many matches there that would work uh, tremendously there. It gets going against Wardlow or you know even going against um, you know I would even like to see him go against uh, Omega. Technically, oh, that'd be kind of matchup. That'd be a but, great match. But considering how flexible and athletic McIntyre is, that would be pretty freaking awesome. Um, I don't know. I think maybe if you bring Strowman to ROH, you could kind of make him that big guy as your champion, that monster sort of ordeal. I do know. I do know what you mean by bringing him to Impact, um, because you can also play that monster kind of character in Impact, and Impact's used to that kind of stuff. Um, but I just see Corbin doing so much better in Impact than Braun, and that's also just because I don't know much about ROH, but. I do know, I guess, a little bit about Impact, and I could see because Cor- Corbin Man in NXT was like phenomenal, you know. Oh, yeah. like, the dude could speak. The dude could speak. Yeah, that's forget about it. His mic skills are up there with the best of them, but even his wrestling abilities are pretty good. Like I'm rem- Corbin's already decent enough as it is, kind of thing. But back when he was in, back when he was in NXT, man, he had some pretty decent matches as well. Um, it's just they don't they he's a heel and he does the heel thing really well, but the problem is they also don't give him that opportunity to shine. He just puts his end of days randomly or his uh what's the other thing? I always end deep of days six. and deep six. 
you know, they just get him to do that, and then he ends up losing, or he ends up cheating, he cheats mm-hmm. to win, and da da da. They, he, and he's kind of stuck in that moment where he's the heel, and he's too good at being a heel, so they're not going to change him. But because they're not going to change him, he's never going to be able to put that top tier match that he used to back in NXT. All that to say, though, he's going to Impact, Braun's going to ROH, and he's going to become, I feel like Braun, because he's such a monster, will become like a champion there or something, because he will just tower over everybody. And who knows, that might uplift his career, even though he doesn't like independence, kind of. Regardless of where Braun ends up, I know WWE has not trademarked this name. I pray that his name is Brains, (laughs) wherever he goes. What is Brain Strowman doing in the Impact Zone? What is what is what is Brain's Manstro? <laughs> Brain Strongman. Strongman doing in the Impact Zone. Strongman. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we've both we've all three gone a little bit giddy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. I'm really not sure if it was Naomi that did it or Nasty Boys, but either way, one of them just made us all go nuts. Yeah, I think it broke us. So this is probably a good enough time as any to start to wrap it up here. Um, it was a fun show, so I'm not regretting it, except for Nasty Boys. I regret that. <laughs> I regret them a lot. Um, leave you picked Naomi in that gauntlet match. Ugh. But um, so make sure to follow us on Twitter. This is my uh, awkward segue to the outro. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Ron Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at Real Brain Strowman. No, at DA Vincent K Fabe. And then JLB is available at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR. Website is up, up, up. Uh, and that is Real Talk Radio Online. Uh, dot online. Because the dot com is just way too simple. We're just dot online. And that's it. Why didn't, why didn't you get a dot CA? Uh, it wasn't available. Yep. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. Click that little subscribe or follow or like or whatever it is on there so that you get notified when we post new episodes. Review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, just like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette had while watching Uh, Double or Nothing. Or listening to our tag match. (laughs) He'd probably like that. He'd be like, oh, Nasty Boys, that's a great call. (laughs) <laughs> old school wrestling jerk, 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 jerk. hey they in 1986 and their trainers were Vern Gaudier and Brad Renegans okay so they've been trained by the best and that's how you get nasty and plus guys when you're in the mean streets of Nastyville alright oh my god you gotta, you gotta be doing something right I'm trying to figure out if Mean Street, since he said Mean Streets, is Mean Street Posse actually worse than Nasty Boy? Oh, for sure. For sure. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Moving forward. Shop.spreadshirt.com. Shop.spreadshirt.com. <laughs> you can go and get our merch there. Um, Backslash can... Raw and Order WBU. Sorry. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Raw and Order WBU. Um, like I've always said, though, uh, that's a great way to support us, but if you if you don't have the extra cash, we understand. It's times are tight 
the absolute best way and free way to support us is just to share us on social media. Choose your favorite episode or just share the podcast in general or even just talk about it. Just get out there and tweet out, hey, I've been listening to Raw and Order WBU. It's great stuff. Boom. Hashtag wrestling cops. Whatever. Um, great way uh, to support us without costing you a single solitary cent. Um, but if you do want to throw some dinero our way, shop.spreadshirt.com slash WBU. Great way to get some merch. Or head on over to patreon.com slash WBU and support us there. We can get access to those sweet perks I talked about. So all sorts of ways to support us there. One other way that they can support us is to to DM uh, at Raw and Order WBU. And uh, if you want to be an in-show sponsor, what a fantastic opportunity for you to be an in-show sponsor. Um, we, I'm, I'm sure Smarks is more than ready to talk with you, uh, negotiating a great deal for Jim's Transmissions in Akron, Ohio. Um <laughs> or whomever it may be. We bring up Jim, Jim's transmissions because we thought that that would be a really fun one for uh, um, her, her, her thing. Titus Worldwide. Yeah, Titus Worldwide. <laughs> so there's all sorts of ways to support us. But for that, we are going to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, it was a fun episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We will see you all soon. Bye.